0: And we're good. We're good. Sweat equity podcast. Mm-hmm. Feeling it, A little, little simple man.
1: Why would you call me that?
0: Leonard Skinnerd is one of the only Florida exports that's uh, that's good on the on the ledger on the balance sheet. What about Tom Petty? Tom Petty's the other
1: one. Are we gonna play this game? Who else? Flo Rida, I think, is from Florida.
0: I. That's neither an asset nor a liability. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to use a lot of accounting. Uh, a lot of accounting. Oh, food. I
1: just got that. Yeah,
0: bro. Yeah, bro. We have Scott Nelson, CPA, to my, the stars.
1: My personal CPA. So He knows uh, all the secrets.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to go over your tax information and see where you lied to the government.
1: Line by line. Let's bust it out.
0: <laughs> um what, uh, let's let's get the sponsorship stuff out of the way go uh, for it grasshopper if you guys don't have a phone line if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you you're one of these people that just hears the thing I was just telling Eric about this off mic don't have the laundry basket that you keep walking by pick it up take it to the other room I was uh, using that metaphorish in a different way you know take my own advice I was I wanted to move stuff and organize around in here just stop thinking about it and do it if you're listening to this and you you have your own business you're trying to act like you have your own business on a website or have this facade of a brand you need a business phone line oh the phone line is
1: the laundry basket
0: yeah well putting it off the task of it right
1: oh okay
0: yeah the people people do hear these ads But the thing with podcast ads is it's top funnel, as you call it, awareness. Mm -hmm. It's not a conversion generator necessarily. Uh, It's awareness. So a lot of people don't know that they can have a phone line that can be scalable, that you can pay monthly, that you can pick your own phone number. We were looking at them the other day. I'm pondering a 666.
1: I already got one.
0: You got a 666 number? New dental office,
1: Forest Hills Dental.
0: So you're you're creating that. Oh, good you're experience. talking about
1: the no. It ends in sixty six sixty six, but there's.
0: Oh, you got that one. Yeah. I so came with
1: came with the building.
0: There was a eight one eight six 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 six, something like that. That's badass. Now, we were trying to figure out are people superstitious with that? If they go to trygrasshopper dot com slash sweat, they get our discount of fifty dollars off. Is that? Is the, like, if we change our number on that, on using that link, that affiliate link that hooks up the show, we reinvest in the show whenever we get paid by these, uh, and is, is it going to have a stigma? Are people still that superstitious?
1: Scott, would you be put off by a number, 666, 420, no. 69, what are the other ones? Sounds very memorable. Okay. It's got
0: sticking power. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right? It might be a conversation starter. Like our company's called Tokabaga. People are like, what is that? A new kind of taco? I say no. I say it's the Indian tribe that the white men eradicated in the Tampa Bay area. And then we go into a whole campfire thing yeah. about how Tampa means sticks of fire. Blah, 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 blah. And here we are. This, but
1: This is like probably all that's left of the tribe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that and, a, and a red ale. Um, yeah, another from white man in the Cigar City Brewing. Yeah, but let's officially get the show going. After after you hit that, I'm gonna give you the link again. Trygrasshopper.com/sweat. We're gonna put the link in the uh, in the description of the episode, and then we'll we'll put a bunch of others. Uh, what I wanna do is start any referral codes I have. You know, uh, we sign up for a lot of subscriptions for or give a lot of advice on the show. Uh, if I have a referral code, we'll try to put them in the description and start building that out for our SEO purposes too, mm. right?
1: Sounds great. Can't Ooh. wait.
0: <laughs> you sound excited. Are you fired up to talk some taxes? Uh, yeah, Accounting. toddy. God almighty. Scott, sorry if I'm, I made you uh, bleed from the ears there. Some people get caught off guard.
1: Scott, have you ever heard of that Hottie toddy? I have not. He claims that that's like an old radio thing.
0: No, 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 no. It's a drink, the, right? No, it, it's, a, it's a drink. It's uh, the call-in. Every radio guy has their own way of uh, starting a show, right? Some people, you know, like Casey Kasem used to have some kind of way of saying something. Uh, Corolla says, like, get it on. Gots to get it on. It's like a lead-in kind of way of, instead of saying hello.
1: So you're telling me you chose that?
0: Yeah, because it was, a, it was in my frat cheer. Or whatever you had to do. You had to do all you know, a Take bunch of dorks back. saying that <laughs> all together. Oh no, it's yeah. nerdy. I get it. And then Ole Miss actually has it uh as their thing uh as a school. Uh, like a l- little cheer.
1: There's never one for the cheers. You I've never done the gator chomp.
0: You're a pessimistic person.
1: <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make me pessimistic.
0: Some people would be excited to do it. I just it, feel you know?
1: stupid. You feel stupid? The gator top is pretty ridiculous. Come on. And I went there, kind of.
0: Scott, Sorry. did you go to school, man?
2: I did. I attended <laughs> University of Wisconsin.
0: Oh, yeah? Badger, huh?
2: I am a badger.
0: Ron
1: so,
2: Dane. Who else we got?
0: Secretly a Oh, Russell I could Wilson? do this all day. Uh, uh, Corey Clements? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. I I'll, I'll, I'll don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'll just focus on that. J.J. Uh, Watt.
2: J.J. Watt. So I was thinking Mm -hmm.
0: He's a
1: big one Literally
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Wisconsin You grew up there?
2: I did yeah Okay Uh, I moved here in 82 Uh,
0: Big drinking state Secretly Right? Milwaukee It's not secret (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, there's there's a bar in every third store.
0: Well, my thing with like the Midwest, when I went there, I, I grew <sighs> up in Florida. Like, I didn't know that everybody secretly gets their booze on in the winter. Not secretly, but you got your basement, and most most people go to the basement and drink almost every you night. You Got
2: nothing
1: else to do, so and so you don't so got to no, take your clothes off.
2: A lot of people are unemployed in the winter months, so oh they yeah, they head to the bar. Really? Really? Why? Why is that? Well, it's twenty below zero. Well,
1: uh, all the all the cheese so farms are shut down. It, there's
2: virtually no construction work in the winter, and mm. ice fishing's big. Where you go out on the lake and you take your little ice fishing shanty and sit out there and get drunk.
0: Yeah, I've wanted to do that. I want to do it more than ever now because we have two kids under two. And I, just want, I to, just want
1: to go out know, on a frozen lake inside a little shack and just sit quietly. I just I don't want to need be to by fish. myself.
0: Yeah, I don't need to fish.
1: Just, just read a nice book. I don't need to drill hole. i read an instruction manual. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I'll go fucking igloo. Just if I can get a little bit of uh, kind of me time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so let's uh, let's talk some dirty numbers. Uh, let's talk what everybody's kind of concerned. If you're trying to do your own business, you're already kind of aware that. 2018 is going to be a little bit different in the way you submit this stuff, and and I'm going to preface this to the audience that we're going to try to make this as entertaining as possible because my ADD is so bad that uh, I I have a CPA and I have a business attorney and I tell both of them talk to me like I'm five <laughs> because I'm not going to act like I know this. This is not th- this accounting is definitely not my. Uh, it's it's something I have it's like homework it feels like oh, t- yeah. for me to do. Oh, yeah. It is I don't get excited. Some people will get you know those guys that get like fired up about like cl- you had the friends growing up that every dollar they make they would like count it in front of you and be like yeah. obsessed with it. Yeah. All that stuff. And it doesn't matter if they grew up rich or poor. They you just have that personality. I need to like manufacture that. Like I like doing the work. I like getting paid, but I'm not obsessed with like how much is coming in? How much is going out? It's not a great behavior. I'm working on it, but uh, I would say, that, you know, if people read read the episode title, which will probably be some clickbaity thing, we'll do.
1: That I uh, think of accounting puns.
0: We're, yeah, we're gonna try to make this as uh, as uh, entertaining as we, I possibly can, Eric. You know, I think he's Scott not very...
1: Scott gets fired up about doing taxes. At least my taxes, I think. Yeah, he does like a dance. Like a haka dance that's what is his hottie-tottie <laughs> yeah.
2: well i enjoy meeting all the people you know we do eight or nine people a day and the, the contrast between the personalities between the appointments is something just tremendous it's a unique conversation with everybody we have and you're no exception sir <laughs> thank you <laughs>
1: thank you no so, we we, yeah, we spend about uh 15 minutes a year doing my taxes and another 90 just bullshitting pretty much
2: we efficient
1: yeah
0: yeah well i mean but then well, so that, uh, okay, so a lot of that relationship is trust. I say with our our work, because it, in a similar way, the digital side of what we do, call it marketing and ops, just for shorthand branding, whatever. Uh, whatever we're doing for clients, there's there's a trust factor that, no matter what, our sales cycle to get someone to close, it's going to take usually at least two meetings, right? Um, as part of that, we're not as big of a firm to have that name yet but part of that's also just like i'm scared i don't know a lot of this stuff it's same with uh attorneys and cpas when you're doing your own hustle side hustle or whatever it's so confusing sometimes and it just feels like dark matter to a lot of people right
2: well the good thing about the cpa firms and i think law firms are a little different but we have a very high allegiance factor most people choose an accountant and stay with it the statistics show that uh, the average person stays with their CPA 14 years.
0: Wow. The so the uh, lifetime value of a client.
2: Pretty much. the uh, I think the worst allegiance factor is an attorney. And basically, you hire an attorney because something has gone wrong, and most people would like to clear that issue up and, and move away. We have the yearly people come back. I think the number one profession in the United States for allegiance is a hairstylist. That's 19 years. CPAs are in second place.
0: I was in that community. I was in the salon industry as a salon suite concept franchiser, a franchisee group, and I can tell you it the hairstylist is definitely that it once you find a good one, you stick with her and even if you drive 10 miles, you know, you'll still go you'll go wherever she goes and there is a uh they're, they're the reason is they're part psychologists. That's uh,
1: true. Yeah, it's like a, it is a secrets thing. Maybe the allegiance factor, is just knowing all the secrets. So the the most secrets.
0: That is true. I mean, but they're also uh, they also what's it called? It's a recession proof industry mm. for hairstylists. Hair now do, hair don't stop growing. Now a third of them are really good and can. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen some of those those forms come in for oh. their taxes because it's all cash. <laughs> uh,
1: but he does other cash only. Oh, we well, talking. We talking. I believe. We talking. Uh, Didn't I hear a story?
2: <laughs> we talking square grouper. Who knows which story we spoke yeah. of? <laughs> There's there, a whole ooh, subterranean economy. Tampa is a very many people get paid in cash only. Yeah, yeah. They ooh. still have an obligation to file a return. I'm going to earmark that because sure. I want a cash-based business. Um, Marked on subterranean. That's in the IRS manual. Subterranean. That's
1: what it. That means cash only. Yep. man why for, would they? Why?
2: For instance, the produce market, and I know Ybor City here, where we're at, they have a lot of produce markets. It says right in the IRS manual, that's all cash. Wow. Restaurants, they pay for all their produce and bakery on a cash basis.
0: How do you feel? Do you think cash is going to go out? Do you think it'll always be here, kind of thing?
2: Because everything's going more digital. Well, I don't know. I'm old school, you know. Uh, When I started out, we didn't even have computers. We didn't have a fax machine. But if cash goes out, there's going to be something to replace it. But, you know, I think artificial intelligence would pick up on that. And uh, I don't think it would be the same as an all-cash economy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh, how about the question we had a a while back? What? Federal (laughs) Reserve. uh, And we were looking at Well, it's not
1: really a question.
0: (laughs) Federal Reserve is what do we say IRS is part of the government
1: <laughs> the question was is the dollar backed by gold and I tried explaining of the the uh, Nixon tax what was it what was it called it has a weird name it doesn't matter where they switched over to uh, non gold standard I guess it's just they consider it backed by the full faith of the United States government right yeah that, that There's changed no more up gold a
2: long time now. gold went away gold standard went away you wouldn't
1: believe how many people I had to, <laughs> like, it was an argument, but it, I don't know why. I mean, it's on Wikipedia. I'm on, Did you find it? I'm
0: on Investopedia, but that's going to be a lot of reading. I there was read some, uh,
1: it's got a weird name. Nixon well, Tax Act. We'll look it up. It up. Uh, so,
0: 2018 tax changes, what are, I heard, the one I know off the top of my head is Meals and Entertainment is gone, Right.
2: It is gone. Uh, you can still.
0: It'll find a new home in be, a different. It's it's <laughs> okay. Deduction. It's
2: okay to give your clients a ticket to the hockey games. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not going to be a deductible item on a tax return anymore.
0: Okay, so how did that, how I never understood how that used to work, and because I'm I'm only asking b- what happened before because there's probably people that don't know what deductions. I'm trying to figure out the difference for people from last year to this year. So, sure. let's say we're we're a client heavy business uh and we we take uh enough entertainment so we take them to let's say it's ten thousand dollars a year to entertain clients or something like that what how did that how does that work out in most most of the time i know this is tough because you have to know revenue and all that stuff but it's not what, tough at all what can you
2: write off i think in answer to that question you have to really talk about what would happen in the event that you were asked to substantiate that what does that mean that means what if you got audited Okay, right. You can do anything you want. You can put anything you want on your tax return, but when we talk to clients, we have to talk about if you were selected for an audit, what would hold up. Right. In regards to entertainment, meals where you're taking a client out face-to-face and you're sitting across the table, and that's still going to be deductible. That was deductible only 50%. It's been like that for 50 years. Uh-huh. Okay. But the big change in the new tax rules is, is that client appreciation events are not deductible. Hmm.
0: Uh, do you know why? Like, was there something where it's like, where you you set up a non, you know, these bigger guys will set up a non-profit to really pay themselves kind of stuff?
2: Uh, Well, the whole thing was negotiated in this new tax act, and we have substantially lower tax brackets, so certain things had to go away as a trade. And, you know, everybody thought that entertainment intensive businesses that was kind of a perk that not everybody got to go so in order to be fair what's happened is that they just made that non-deductible and in lieu of that they've given you some new deductions or some new standard deductions that would more than make up for it um so you know the hockey tickets the client appreciation events things like that that's just not deductible more. but if you want to do just a little twist a client appreciation event isn't isn't a deductible expense anymore but a client education night would be ah. if you had a guest speaker then it was an educational purpose you had a motivation there and you invited the clients to give them something of substance and you serve dinner that would be deductible
0: so if we if we put the podcast on live <laughs> and had people over here for a party that's technically this is an educational show i mean this isn't it isn't all dick jokes. It's, it's
1: uh, heavy, but, but it's the not. the dick jokes are educational <laughs> as well, <laughs> right? Anatomy and whatnot,
0: right? Uh, and we're showing you how to podcast, how to get that voice out there.
2: Well, it's now you're getting closer to it, something that would be educational. If You're showing you how to podcast. I mean, but if you're just telling jokes and have, oh no, every episode is how it, how back. every episode is titled how to do something, mm-hmm. and it, that entertaining clients when you come in and they actually show you. I would think that would be a deduction if they sat here and you you. You what if gave them a meal. What if they were in tomorrow? the
0: other room and it was just kind of broadcasting in that room? I'm just trying to, I'm thinking of just odd scenarios well, that we could from, work around. From a
2: substantiation point, number one, you have a recording of the show. That's really good. You're going to have a guest list. You're going to have a syllabus of what the topics were that were discussed. And that's probably a long way toward meeting the objective of uh, substantiation for an audit
0: maybe writing down some meeting minutes i've got some nest cameras hidden around here I don't know, they as proof you need to write it
2: down you got it on video right that's, toilet cams that's perfect there uh, well, you go yeah IRS. oh yeah
0: yeah yeah upskirt shots all that stuff we've got it everywhere we're this
2: is a nerd factory in here of creepiness <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> but but if you had somebody you know they had 10 people in the other room looks like they're having a party and they weren't even listening to that that wouldn't really bolster your case for a deduction on that Mm.
1: that's true it could be undercover irs
2: agents
0: i was just thinking like what if we had a party in here and it was just going the podcast had to be going on (laughs) to Mm. be able to party but um it's just kind of thinking out loud here uh scenario wise so i'm guessing what what happened is you would say you're entertaining a client and go spend on stuff that you already were going to spend stuff on like uh I appreciate the high ticket client. I appreciate him so much. I'm gonna get myself. I'm gonna get the company a boat, and then he takes you out on said boat.
1: And now that's his boat, right? And you can do that. Yeah, it's that's a just kit, not right? deductible.
0: Okay. Yeah, you can do it. I want to know. I, I guess I'm asking in the deductible format of sorts, because uh, most people see it that I feel like they see it that way. They're trying to figure out what what they can do without really pushing the line, right?
2: Fishing trips, taking your client to the NASCAR race, things like that, that used to be deductible. It's definitely not under the new rules. In Ooh. fact, there's really no place to put it on the tax return. They've just eliminated that entire category.
1: Interesting. Hey, I'm all for that. Make so that form shorter for you, of course. That's, I that's, ain't touching it.
2: <laughs> that's good. Uh, um, any
0: other things, like uh, other entertainment examples while we're still on this?
1: Well, you mentioned new deductions it, you said there's a new standard deduction i know what that means but for the people who don't know yeah. what it means
2: <laughs> yeah
1: could you explain that
2: sure but let's, let's just do a little background i mean we've had the tax laws since probably in the 20s and we had one tax reform in 1984 and since then there's been no major change in the tax laws until this year and now we have something known as the tax cuts and jobs act and it really is sweepingly different the good news is that for everybody, and I mean single people, parents, every income category, you're going to be paying less tax, substantially less tax. It's a tax cut. And so if you read the bill, um, you know, we're a small accounting firm. We have probably have four or five hundred corporations that we serve, and we probably have a thousand individual clients. But when I read the tax bill, really the tax bill isn't about businesses of your size or my size. Mm-hmm. It's about for the major corporations. This was developed in order to, number one, cut the corporation rate on the large S&P 500 companies, and that got cut from 35% to 21%. Mm-hmm. That's substantial. And then just at the end, I mean, if you read the bill, there's over 1,000 pages on corporate tax reform. My partner and I, we have a hard time reading what it is. A lot of it's about repatriation of 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 money that was earned maybe by Apple overseas and now they're bringing it back mm-hmm. but almost as an afterthought in December in order to make this politically palatable they introduced some tax reform that would affect small businesses and individuals and this all happened in the last 2 weeks before it got passed so the most sweeping change for every family is is that they've expanded something known as the standard deduction so the standard deduction for a, a married family in the, just semi-quoting on this, yeah, it yeah. was $12,800 in previous years. Now it's been expanded extended, expanded, to $24,000. Mm-hmm. That is substantial. Sure. And the other thing that in regards to most families is, is it really is good to be a parent. The child tax credit, if you have children, has been expanded from 1000 to $2,000 per child. <coughs> Excuse me. So... If Still have, not having another kid. If, if, yeah. you, if you have a family, I'm getting snipped. What's supposing that? You know, you have a family that maybe you just, you know, you're young guys, and you're starting out, and maybe you had two, three kids, and one of the spouses has to take, take home to uh, stay home to care for the children, and the other spouse works. That spouse earns sixty to seventy thousand dollars. They're not going to pay any taxes at all. Wow! So it really is pro-family.
1: Well, uh, it's because that they they're staying at home watching the kids. Correct. Uh, okay. I have a good question. Yes. Real life example. I'm made, working, I'm technically it. on the payroll at my wife's new office. Mm-hmm. Should I have done that? Yes. Okay. Why? Well, I mean, if it's a matter of, I, I don't know, I guess the money itself would be way more on our side if I'm getting paid, but I'm just saying for the tax deduction of the child, because if I wasn't on a payroll or, you know, a, an employee somewhere, you can't, you used to not be able to deduct it because you're supposed to be home watching the kid because you don't have a job. Where, I, because I was sending my kid to daycare. So, if we're writing a check every month before, if we were both working, you could deduct it, right? And that now, is, that not anymore. That is correct.
2: No, you still can, you can still take the child care. If, if both
1: you, oh, you're both saying work. it's more now.
2: Well, no, that's that was a that's dependent the care credit for children in school. Mm-hmm. What I'm mentioning to you is, is that it's a child tax credit. $2,000 for every child on the bottom line, mm-hmm. to take it right off the top. So that's real good. But your questions, it's a great question, but. What everyone wants to do immediately is they take this tax law and they want to apply it into their own personal situation. Yeah, of course, oh yeah, <laughs> we're all narcissists Show me the money. That's why you're yeah. on the podcast so when so get free
1: uh, accounting advice. My
2: understanding is, and you are a client, that your wife just opened up a dental practice, and the question is, should you have been on the payroll? Well, there are pros and cons for that. First off, you are paying into the social security system. Mm-hmm. That's good. The best part about that is, is that if you should become an accident or something and you became disabled. Uh, if you don't contribute to the Social Security system, you may not be qualified for Social Security disability. So if you're hurting mm-hmm. a bad car accident right now, you would have had to contribute at least nine of the last 16 quarters in order to be currently uh, eligible for Social Security. So that's a good benefit. But I can tell you some different wrinkles in the new taxes as it applies to your dental practice, And too. There's a, there's Go a, for it.
0: Hit it. Well, there's... You're getting fired up. I like it. I see what, it. I see it in your eyes. You're very calm. Let's go. I mean, you
2: guys, I know you, uh, you know, we're here to talk about startup businesses and entrepreneurship, and I'm all for it. We talk about
0: whatever business-wise, but it, it, yeah, most people are so, try, don't know anything about So
2: I'm going to apply this to the dental practice, but let's go on. Right at the end when they were passing this tax bill, I was really shocked that they even passed it. They really didn't have enough votes. And because he was from Wisconsin, his name Senator Ron Johnson said, you know, he goes, he says, I'm not really in favor of this tax bill because he said, we're giving all the breaks to the large corporations like Verizon or IBM. He says, "And I yet to have so many f- people that own their own business and they own it in a form of a partnership or an LLC or a subchapter S. Now, where's the tax break for them? Because they're incorporated. They're just not as big. And at the last minute, they created something new. It's called the pass-through deduction. And what that is... It's a 20% off sale is that when we would calculate, I think most of you guys are either LLCs or subchapter S's. After you calculate your business income, there's a 20% deduction that you can take off your bottom line. So if your company made a profit of $100,000 and we're all done with your taxes, wait, there's one more thing. We have the new pass-through reduction, You get 20% off of that, too
1: just flat across the board for no reason flat other than across politics. across the board
2: because it was it Making really was, under it was a concession towards small businesses. So if
0: your revenue's under probably 100 million or something you qualify as a small business that does it that can do it
2: you do. Yeah. Now. Thank you. You're getting into the detailed questions already. Well, the, I, the I I
0: kind of obsessed of of, of like how we descri- how we anecdotally describe Uh, small business right some people think it's that local gas station owner (laughs) some people think it's uh kind of where we're at in a white collar kind of like um soft skills kind of thing to me we're in the micro area maybe nano if you go if you do i kind of use the index uh funds kind of ranking because that's where i came from Mm -hmm. um so we're in that area. That but if I go around saying, "Hey, you got a micro business?" like that's going to it almost sounds insulting it for some insulting. reason. It is insulting. Well, cuz people it's think micro I'm, machines or, well it, you especially insult the guys with micro penises cuz mm. it's like, "Come on, man. I'm already having a you know. This is a tough time already." Like, I can't yeah. I don't Probably satisfy anybody not use that word at all.
2: Well, <laughs> just don't even use the word. Well, uh, but the definition of a small business is anything other than maybe a Fortune 500 company. That's what they were thinking of when they which they pass
0: Which the is rule. 90 That's insane. 99.97% like or something right. of so
2: There's very large companies that are owned in, in a partnership or something, and those rules apply just as if you were a single plumber driving around a service truck. Right. You get that same pass-through deduction. Which
0: I would call local. I have local nano micro small. That's how I kind of describe it in my head, but I know that doesn't really apply to
2: real life. That's true. Now that that past the deduction, there are certain exceptions to that. For some strange reason, there are four professions that don't, can't fully get that deduction, and I really don't know why. But here are the four professions. Number one, doctors. They don't get it. Why? It's just in the law.
1: Because they're already living a good life, you know. Okay. What do you mean? No, they
0: for? they they've got a tough tough gig because they're constantly jerked around. Between health insurance stuff, I'm talking. Right. I'm thinking of the general practitioner, your doctor, if oh, you're listening. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about your guy that has 17 ladies in the front office. I don't care if that sounds sexist. It's just it's like the, the, it's At true. my place, there's eight Cuban ladies that once they went to a premium, premium kind of uh, general practitioner, uh, whatever, they made a partnership with one of these umbrella oh. companies that are coming in and taking these over. You pay. $5,000 a person or family, and you get better. You can go in whenever. He'll go to your house kind of thing. Concierge hmm.
2: medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. And so
0: um, you can do that, and now there's two ladies in the front desk, and they're like, oh, yeah. The guy came in, and he was like, we didn't need all this paperwork. and all that. I was like, I've told you guys that. I can't help it. Well, in <laughs> I can't help but consult every time I go somewhere.
2: In regards to the medical practices, I think the reason that you see all the consolidation is because they need power in order to negotiate with the insurance companies for a rate and if you're a sole practitioner you're just not gonna have you're not gonna be able it's to true do that. you just
1: take what they give you yeah
0: because what happens you, uh, I guess you've done some doctors' offices uh, my wife's a data analyst in yeah. the healthcare market and she's kind of explaining to me that like it's kind of a guessing game what you're charging in a <laughs> way right. which is insane you you use like Medicare as a metri- as like a starting off point um, but it's really tough to f- try to nail like, Who owes what? So it's like a constant back and forth of like cash flow issues, right? Correct. Because you're always trying to guess, which is insane to me. Like, that's a uh, bad system. If
2: if the doctor loses the insurance coverage, he won't get paid for four or five months. And a lot of medical small practices have to go into temporary bankruptcy in order to wait to get paid.
0: Yeah. So that
2: what? It's impossible to be a sole practitioner. Any,
0: any, any, yeah. And and it got harder, I guess, the Obama era. I, I just remember a lot of people kind of, uh, Saying that doctors' offices is going to have a tough time when Obama came in office, I didn't know what they are talking about because I was like, "Whatever." I'm 24. Was it an
1: Obamacare thing?
0: Um, I don't. Th- it may have been, but I don't think so. I think it was more in this area. But it sounded it mm-hmm. was people hovered ar- around that Obamacare stuff. My opinion
2: would be is that there was a tremendous consolidation in the last 15 years to where the insurance companies and the hospitals they all want to become one and they start buying up. Medical practices. If you become ill right now and you check into a hospital, your doctor's probably not going to visit in the hospital. You'll be uh, assigned to a doctor that is employed by the hospital. He's your, I forget the term, he's your medical specialist. He's your specialist you've been assigned to.
0: And it's so, it's just, uh, and I'll let you do the other ones. Uh, It's just so (laughs) weird that now the folksy kind of general practitioner is really, uh, has to deal with this kind of shit. And then you know, you want your doctor to be the best doctor, right? And that's why they're not good at the business side of things. That's why I've talked to them about <laughs> most of the time. Dentists have a little
1: bit better acumen, I feel like. <laughs> Scott Wood <when> has <laughs> got some tons of dentists. I have tons of
2: dentists. I feel like they,
0: um, they didn't. I feel like general practitioners, or uh, those kind of doctors, not specialists, play a little fast and loose. Uh, I'd say a little bit more uh, instinct kind of based more than. I feel like dentists are so precise, orthodontists are so precise that position's like an
2: assassin.
1: Yeah. Um, well, they got they have to be
0: like a sniper. Yeah. Kind of
1: wonky jaw.
2: But for a starting medical doctor, and the, just there's so many impediments to starting your own office that you just can't do it. Yeah. And you're gonna have to rent an office on top of the
0: student loans. And
2: you're not gonna right. have you're not gonna have any insurance reimbursement. And where where are the patients gonna come from? And they'll, they'll go broke before. So what you do is you join a medical group, and they have. They have the insurance reimbursements and they have better benefits, and you don't have to deal with the personnel issues of hiring your first nurse and things. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's just there aren't any medical students coming out and starting their own practices. Just doesn't it, happen. It's
0: crazy. It's I feel like it, it. They don't want
2: to either. They know that.
0: Yeah, I I just I'm always on the entrepreneurial side, so I'm always like I, I just feel like that's a that's it stifles innovation somehow. It but does. Um, you know, it it could also breed more innovation if you have pooled resources. You can make a case in that direction, but I make my I, I'm a contrarian to my own point. <laughs> um, but no, I'll we've let you, fin- talk, I'll we've let you finish. we talked about that before, where yeah. it's
1: like that the worst thing. See the for somebody sides. coming right out of uh, med school, whatever, to have a place. That I can always go to this corporation if this doesn't work out with this right. person, sort of thing.
0: But I, I cut you off and went on a tangent. What's going on? Where no, you had, I, that was point one of four. That was so. one of four. <laughs> that was
2: one of four professions. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I all love our medical doctors, and I think they do a great job. And they have altruistic. I mean, they have a purpose in life. So I don't know why they don't get the tax benefit.
0: They feel like firefighters. The second
2: uh, <coughs> group that is denied full access to that special deduction are attorneys. I guess we don't have to talk anymore about that,
1: right? They don't deserve it. I love attorneys. Greasy attorneys.
0: I. Well, but they don't. Have I don't the love the number going up l- of attorneys, l- but they don't have
2: the social purpose. Really? That, that, that and a doctor has attorneys so, don't save your life, and and of course you know, the reason that Congress doesn't like attorneys is because they sue people,
1: and they're all attorneys,
2: right? And they're but the other, they're
1: all, yeah, they were all former attorneys.
2: Right, and, and, you know, some of the So big, they know. So they just have a bad reputation for some of the large settlements, you know, the tobacco settlements and things. So uh, Congress said, well, you know, we're not going to give that deduction to them. So hmm. I'm, I love attorneys, too. I have plenty of clients that are attorneys. So I thought we'd have more attorney jokes. This is the last opportunity before I go on here. You know,
0: I don't have stock attorney jokes. I just kind of play it as it goes. There's, I know there's a lot out there, but, you know, I grew up in a house – our surra- my dad and all his buddies, they're all attorneys, like, uncle's an attorney. I grew up all around this. I, we're trying to, we, we, we will do this one day, do this sketch called social attorney, where uh, we do everyday fights, and then you have your social attorney come in and go, no, what my client was saying was, you didn't fill the dishwasher correctly, because he looked it up online from the manufacturer. Right. You do it in your own kind of way, and that's okay, too, you know, but my client can't articulate this because he's hungover. You know, like that—that's kind of the sketch. Not a lot of laughs from you, but we'll uh, we'll we'll beat that out a little I bit. I know what I didn't do. <laughs> right, but uh, attorney. I like it, uh, attorney. But I've have uh, talked about doctors and attorneys on this show throughout the years, and the problem with their professions is the mindset's still not business oriented. So when I talk to attorneys, I go, "You're the businessman first, now attorney 2nd You've already had the experience to get to here to where we're meeting. So you need to think, like, as a businessman first. It doesn't mean you can't be a bad, uh, it could be 1A, 1B, right, priority list, but you still work on being the best one. That's how I think about it, too. i got to be the best kind of general business administrator for this company, then the specialties I still keep working on, right? So I can project manage a lot of specialists.
2: Well, technically, attorneys are advocates for people. And that's
0: what, what does that mean in a in a tax? That means that if
2: you're if you're going to sue somebody or you're being sued, again, you need somebody to represent you know, to advocate your position. I mean, mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. you have a law p- legal problem, you have a problem, folks.
1: But it's the uh, realist of real problem. Are you
2: saying the position almost as a uh, luxury,
0: so it should be? It doesn't need to be taxed. So like, well, you get a attorney I'm just, saying, you need I'm just saying that
2: that that uh, Congress. Are predisposed against attorneys because of the large legal settlements and that raises the cost of everything and therefore there's not a well-liked political group. They by police? the way, most, most I, I would have to say that most law firms advocate toward more liberal causes hmm. uh, because there's malpractice limitations and that was all voted on by
1: uh-huh. the, uh, the last yeah. few
2: years. So uh, by and large, I think large law firms uh, donate toward more liberal causes. Most accounts don't talk. Political parties here.
0: You mean donate? Yes. So, uh, but that's more of a PR move, right?
2: No, it's because they want to keep control and make sure that oh. they don't have further curbs on on class actions. Yeah, they want to be I, able to. Uh, okay. yeah, they yeah. don't want to
1: hit it. They don't want to have a ceiling put in of you can only sue for Nonetheless, this much or whatever. It was, it
2: was very feasible. They didn't have to talk long in Congress to make sure that the attorneys didn't get the special deductions. Interesting. The, the so next the next group that doesn't get that special deduction are accountants which is very obvious because...
1: You'll if, just work around it. Anyway. Well, if somebody
2: sues somebody, you need the accountant to basically monetize or say what the what the damage would be. Mm. We are the numbers people. The attorneys are the oral argument people. So I get it, and we were basically class. So we do not get the privilege of that deduction. And the fourth and final, which is an odd... Well, let me first say there's a few people that it, mostly it was toward, directed toward licensed professionals. Let's guess this one. You you got to guess. But there are there are a few licensed professionals that that do get the deduction. And those are architects and engineers because they build things. Oh, I was going to say they do things that building are tangible, construction tangible, you know. Yeah. So they get that. No, he said they do the, get it. And the fourth, yeah, they uh, do. They do. Oh. And the fourth and final uh, occupation, which I don't know if you guys will get. You want to take a guess?
1: Lawn service.
2: Oh
0: no, they get it. It see if I'm going on a trend of the three, but you're saying this one's a little bit
1: askew. This is prison companies.
2: (laughs) No, they get it. No, they get (laughs) mad hooked up. I'm just kidding. Of
1: course
0: they could. I would say a doctor's, attorney's, account. So that's the pattern. But you're saying it's not. It sounds like it's not in there. But I'm going to try to stick with that pattern of white collar, what we call super professionals. I'm going to go insurance. No, damn, realtors, really? Hmm.
2: I don't understand. Totally, totally different classification than the other three that I don't get the pass.
0: We still good on the, on here?
2: Okay, okay. I think th- so. I see the video glitching.
1: I o- know a o- little bit.
0: Um, so realtors, because that's a tough, that's a tough gig. People don't. I don't think. I think people think being a realtor is easy because, you know, a lot of people s- can see it as a backup. Kind of position. You want, do we want to pause and come back?
1: Um, it already did that for us, I believe, but it's still we're, we're still fluid. Good.
0: All right. Who um, knows? Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, do we we have a backup going? Do I need to throw that out there?
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I'll throw it
0: out there. But reloader is a tough position because reloader now. The way I look at it is, you used to have, so. Being a realtor before Zillow and all, all the sites came out, all the open source information online came out. Let's call it the last 15 years, where you can go to a cocktail party and then look up the person's house that you went to. Who does that? Me, because um, I just wanna, all I'm it. I'm very curious. Yeah, most I think most people secretly do it, uh, but I would say your realtor was awesome. Part of most of their job was to. Get that information. They knew of a house. The gatekeeper. Coming. Yeah, they knew of a house coming out before everybody else, uh, right? Or they knew of something going out, or they had an exclusive on it. And now it's just kind of it's crazy. But I feel like the number of realtors has gone up. As and, and I'm not dogging anybody who does it. You can be a very good realtor, but they probably know this as well. Just like a hairstylist, there's a third that are really good. There's a third that are just kind of make enough for them, and there's a third that are just Garbage, and uh, and uh, some people see as both of those as like a fallback kind of position. I don't know if that has anything to do with why they don't—they're not on this list, but um,
1: they don't. It's probably some congressman hates his realtor and ha-
2: had to have that in there to screw over Did one guy. Yeah, you think that's it? Probably. It was a negotiated thing at the last moment. See, hmm. Scott, now has Before we hate. get off on that one, I just want to say that that the four groups that we talked about again, which were. Doctors, attorneys, accountants, and realtors, they do get a deduction. It's 30%. It's and it's it's phased out. Now, for, uh, for those people that make a lot of money, it's totally phased out at $440,000 worth of income. But there are certain deductions where you can take up to 50% of the W-2 wages that you pay. But a lot of realtors don't have employees. Uh-huh. They just work by themselves. Uh, in defense of realtors, every realtor will tell you why you need a realtor, because... We negotiate the price. Without negotiation, we we justify our service. So yeah, the, that's enough on that one. I just want to get that, in. that's that's great for entrepreneurship. I mean, I, I'm I'm all about people starting businesses from nowhere.
0: No, the real yeah, and that is the real real realtor's value is to basically talk to everybody for you because <laughs> you don't want to do it and look through contracts. That's what ours did. That was very good. I think they're kind of quasi. They're not real estate attorneys, but they are quasi-contract. It's like a middle ground between you and the, uh, really looking at the contract professionally.
1: Uh, you got so much other stuff going on, it's nice to not have to worry about that one little thing. So
2: what, el- what else you got? Uh, well, I do have one that I think is important about the new tax law, and it's called the elimination of state and local taxes. The
0: Illuminati?
2: The elimination. Elimination, sorry. We live, I wanted to hear what I wanted to hear. We live here in the state of Florida, and in the state of Florida does not have a Florida income tax. Mm -hmm. So the people that live in Florida, they take their property taxes, and we presently, it's gone now, used to get an allowance for sales tax that we might have assumed to be paid while we're here in Florida. In other states, I mean, I have relatives in New York City. I have a very successful cousin that's an attorney. She works in downtown New York City. I don't know what she makes. Let's uh, let's pause for a second.
1: What is happening? It's still recording. It says it is, but okay. who knows? <laughs> and and what, sorry. what minute
0: mark do you think? We're at? 42. That was at 42? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. And we're there? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll keep it all in. She works in New York City. I think she makes well over a million dollars. And she pays New York City tax. She pays State of New York income tax. And she lives in Greenwich, Connecticut. And she probably pays who knows what. She has a very nice house in Greenwich, Connecticut. Her property tax has got to be at least fifty, sixty thousand $60,000. So Jesus on a million dollar salary, she's probably paying two or three hundred thousand dollars in, in in income tax. Under the new law, state and local taxes, including property taxes and state tax, are limited to ten thousand dollars.
1: Oh, that's pretty Ooh. cool for those rich people. So, you
2: know, <laughs> she's she's losing a deduction, but I don't know what she would pay, but I mean she probably deducts hundred and fifty thousand, not anymore. Huh. And consequently, in this high-tax states, this new tax law is not favorable for wealthy people. Oh,
0: okay. What do you mean? How, how so? Because well, that, they, that they scenario... Were, if they were
2: deducting on their income tax, deducting unlimited $100,000, $150,000 in, in state income tax they pay. Oh, oh yeah. i yeah, yeah,
1: I
0: heard it that way, too. I heard it the wrong way.
1: I, I was thinking... Uh, now they're limited okay. to 10000 We heard it as so a cap. On their federal <laughs> income taxes, yep. they're deducting state and local taxes that they're... Okay.
2: It also, uh, you know, has an effect on uh, on how the state tax returns collect tax because most of the state tax returns are, are derivative, taken off the of federal return. Do your federal return first, then you do the state income tax. Wait a minute,
0: hold um, on. Let's let's because now I, if I'm listening to this, <laughs> I'm trying to get in the the user, the listener okay. head. So let's let's call it like a. Uh, uh, one of those rushed in nesting dolls. It feels that's what it kind of sounds like right now. So you have your federal tax. That's a big thing. And then what you're saying with that, with the, what you're just talking about is you used to be able to take what you're paying in the state local, apply it to your federal because so if you're not in, let's call it not Florida, Texas, uh, because that's state income, right. uh, free, some call it sanctuary States. Well, <laughs> um, that's why and. and we got better pills. Get mills. all the b- best hobos. <laughs> um, but say you're in a uh, you know a more liberal state, Massachusetts probably, or, or New York. Um, you you have such high taxes that you can you should get a deduction on on paying those state local right. You
2: used to, not anymore.
0: Okay, and then now, uh, now what you were saying is it splinters. Now it splinters off how how they receive it,
2: how the government receives it. So what happens is that if you're in, say, the state of Massachusetts, you'll do your federal tax return, and then you'll do a complementary Massachusetts tax return, and that's based upon your federal income tax. So that means that all the states that have state income taxes have to revise their returns, and it's, it's caused almost a constitutional crisis in those states because they can't redesign their tax system. They're not going to collect enough state tax. Hmm. Here's here's a good one. State of California. If you earn over four hundred and forty thousand dollars, the combined state and federal California tax is fifty nine percent on anything over four forty. Ooh, fifty nine percent.
0: My theory is California. So Florida's crazy on the outside. I've had a I've had a running email for f- seven eight years with my buddies in L. A. My, my, uh, cause they'll send me an article, guess who fucked a dog in Tampa? And you're like, uh, uh-huh. that guy's not from here. He's from Ohio and he, he's on opiates and he moved down here and likes dogs. Um, but like, I feel like Florida's crazy on the outside. I feel like California, especially in all the tax code stuff, especially LA where I used to live, it, it's like almost got like a mental disease internally. Like I think it's eating itself it is alive and People, the corporations are definitely leaving. You're seeing a lot of people move out of there, like manufacturing for sure. They're going to Texas, Tennessee, wherever you know, wherever they can. Um, Car manufacturers, you can easily look at that.
2: Well, we're we're seeing a lot of venture capitalists that are moving to Tampa, and they're moving from Silicon Valley to here, and they're basically saying, "Why would we want to stay out there? The taxes are high. We've got a good airport here. We've got access to water." And the tax and the cost of living is just dramatically different than, say, San Jose, California.
0: I I would agree. And San Jose was bankrupt uh, in the crisis like 10 years ago because they gave too much uh, pension funds, right? Mm -hmm. Like Stockton, San Jose, kind of that uh, mid-upper Bay Area kind of corridor. A lot of them had pensions that bloomed up. If you're a firefighter, you could retire at 50 or something like that. And like you had, but your your retirement plan was like insane. Like you made bank, you made mad bank. Now I get it. Like you're a firefighter, you're a cop. There is, there should be a little bit more. It should be skewed a little bit more. Yeah, because you have a dangerous position. But it's, but the people who do underwater welding, or, (laughs) you know, like uh, high rise kind of construction, or or uh, just construction on the road, any of that stuff still really dangerous job. Yes. Ice road trucker. Sure. Uh and like that's not really seen in the similar light, I guess, because we don't really think about them day to day. Um but yeah, I would agree. California, you know, one of the reasons I was leaving is just, is just like it was, I I'd sit in traffic and this relates to taxes. It comes back to that. Uh, Tam- if Tampa has anything, I really Dislike is we have a traffic issue that we don't want to we don't want to really attack um, the Tampa Bay area. I think we're 18th in p- um, metropolis population and top five in metropolis like traffic or something like that. Something traffic
1: f- anger f- score.
0: Yeah, something crazy like that. I do feel like being angry in the car it does affect you because as you're driving. Yes. Uh, I, I do a joke on stage. I have to see the face of the person that's going slow yes. in the left lane. I have to, but which is arguably more dangerous because I have to floor it to yes. go see them.
1: It's completely irrational, but you got to do it. But I gotta
0: hate their fucking face. <laughs> now I feel like every a lot of people have this driving anxiety, and I feel like that's palpable if you times that by as many people. I feel like it has such a echoing effect, ripple effect. And my thing with uh, the way tax money spent, property tax money for here, um, I wish it was just a little bit more transparent in that that kind of way. And I wanted to ask, like, why, not why, why isn't the IRS or why isn't all the, uh, why why isn't there more transparency, I guess? I'm going to probably answer my own question <laughs> to give you a minute.
1: He'll get to it on his own. To get Scott. to you a
0: minute to think about it. But, like, uh, you know, why don't we have more transparency with, like, here's exactly where each dollar that you pay in taxes goes to. If we're having to be transparent with the government, uh, about what we're making, or as much as, you know, most people do. Uh, they're transparent when they're paying their taxes. Why isn't that res- reciprocated with, like, okay, for every dollar we spend, 13 cents goes into education, the 10 cents goes into the roads, uh, and, and made it – I know the other part is it's not easy to interpret tax tax codes, and I this probably is transparent somewhere – but it, I it, I don't think it's easy to digest. I
1: think in theory, it is technically doled out for different things. But there's so much money going around that even if it's doled out, they divide. They take that extra 10% of it. Maybe it's only $10 million that go in from the federal government, which is nothing to them. And you know, just put that somewhere. You know, the, the amount of cash that they've lost, like in Iraq and in Afghanistan, yeah. is mind-boggling. Like, tr- plain loads of cash that it's like, okay, well... That's coming from taxpayers. So, I, so I know, even though they're just printing, I know shit anyway. why
0: it's not there because it doesn't incentivize, right? Why, why would, why would you want to, uh, why would you want to do like a one-page flat tax? I know Ted Cruz is kind of an asshole, but he did have a good idea to have a one pager to do your taxes. Yeah, be a flat rate. We shouldn't even have you to know do why? our own taxes. But, but you won't do it because uh, sorry, Scott. <laughs> you won't do it because it doesn't incentivize. It's not an incentive for that side. It's it's only on the user side. Uh,
1: yeah, why would they change? They don't need to change. So they got all the guns.
0: And it eliminates the people who govern <laughs> the tax code too, cuz that eliminates their whole
1: job. The whole bureaucracy, sector. the whole thing.
0: Um and so that that was a long-winded way of asking a question, but What was the question? It's more about tra- why why isn't there more transparency or uh, do you think there should be more transparency with all this kind of stuff? It seems like you've got opinions. <laughs> uh, you're trying to be very, uh, I think, professional and not well, go. If if I might, let's if we had a couple about, beers, let's
2: talk about county taxes first. That is totally transparent. If you get your county tax bill, it, it it allocates per fund and how much of each percentage is going to the school fund to the property tax fund, the superstructure. It's totally transparent. They publish the county budget. That's fine. Um, from a state tax point, we don't have state income tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have sales tax, and you know, I, I do believe the state publishes, um, you know, their budget, and they publish what they spent on, and there are surpluses. From the federal standpoint, we've run such a deficit in such a long time, and some of our spending, as far as defenses, is, is a classified matter. But we're not raising enough taxes in order to cut that deficit down. In fact, I mean, you guys are all buying houses right now. Have you noticed that the mortgage rates have gone up? one of the big reasons the mortgage rates have gone up is because we've had a change in interest rates. The interest rates are de- are basically determined by the Federal Reserve Board and what they do is they try to use that to to cool off the economy or to incentivize the economy. Because the economy is good right now, they're raising interest rates, but another key determinant of interest rates is that the federal government has to sell their debt. Every week we have debt that comes due and we have to reauction that. And what's happened with this new tax bill is that the rest of the world, the superpowers, China, Europe, they all believe that in the long run, under this new tax bill, that we're not going to be raising enough revenue to where it's going to cause heightened deficits. And from 10 to 15 years from now, we're just not going to pay our debt. And consequently, right now, they're asking for higher interest rates. And that's why your mortgage rates have gone up.
0: Uh, Eric, you got a nose whistle. That's killing me. Uh, Do I? Yeah. (laughs) Dad knows whistle that I could hear. That is
1: dad when I don't even know it.
0: Yeah, well, I want you to <laughs> listen back. It might be I'm my just my anal uh, kind of atten- add. Sure? Yeah, dude. Uh, it that was, was very serious. It, yeah, I did. Dude. I did deductive <laughs> <laughs> deductive logic here. So, what's it called? Um, so, okay. I'm not moving. I always my head. felt like we. I grew up, and as soon as I knew what debt was, we were already six billion in the hole. So it's our—it's mostly an imaginary number to, I think, my age and younger. I'm 34. Eric and I, like, it's just been there. And I don't even know who we owe. We're like, what? who are the bookies? What's going on? Who's going to shake us down? China, I, I guess. But, like, it's all in the ether. I feel like that's the weird thing as a, just an everyday
2: citizen is, like, sh- yeah, we owe someone. What we were talking off air before we got started about is the U.S. currency backed by the gold standard. No, it's not. There isn't gold for all our dollar bills. But the federal government doesn't even print money anymore. They have Federal Reserve Board meetings, and they do new target rates on how much they're going to loan the banks. And that, that, when the bank puts that money out, they don't even print the money anymore. It's just a resolution, and they raise the amount of money, and it could go upstairs, and that's allocated to the Federal Reserve Banks. There's not even no printing of money anymore. Yeah, I'd like to. It's just a committee meeting.
0: I like to tell people on stage, you know, broke. You know, this is what I was really broke. But I when I I tell people, is anybody else broke in here? And just I want to raise your hand and be like the whole crowd. And it's like, yeah. Well, a this is a free ticket show because I got no I got no juice. I'm not bringing anybody through the door. But uh, the other reason is, uh, (laughs) is like, and I'm like, good. That's the most American thing you can be doing. (laughs) We out out live out. (laughs) Live outside of your means, yeah. like that—that's what it takes to be an American, because we literally grew up in this uh, this philosophy of like, okay, uh, as soon as you know what go- the federal kind of debt and all this stuff is, is like, oh, they're well, doing cool. it too. Well, yeah, oh, well, yeah, what's, well, yeah. what's going to happen? Feels like yeah, things are running deal. on time. You know, things, uh, you know, other than a uh, a spirit flight, everything goes on time and yeah. is okay usually, yeah. and mm-hmm. things are. The economy works. It feels like economy is better I than think, ever right now. I guess
1: apparently, I ain't seeing any Trump th- well, returns on that. But
0: well, unemployment's like the lowest it's ever been in what, f- like forty years or something crazy like that. That's correct. Uh, Trump's going to take a lot of credit for that, but I don't think that's how it works. But um, you know, uh, I, 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 I was I'm, gonna, I'm running out of steam, but I was going <laughs> to say like, um,
1: fuck. One last thing I wanted to know. Yeah, about. sorry. Bitcoin. Yeah. What's the deal? What What should I be doing if, if you have Bitcoin and you make money, you're not making any money off of it. Can you deduct the loss off of
0: Bitcoin? We pay. What can f- you do? You have capital gains and losses tax, right? Yeah,
2: son. Bitcoin is a form of investment, and you can take a. a you you're obligated to report any sort of what we call a realized transaction. So if you take a position in Bitcoin and you make money on it, you sell those coins. That becomes a capital transaction that you're going to report on your income tax return. Likewise, if you lost money during that, you can take a deduction. But you can't take a deduction on the appreciation of what you hold. Right. What does that mean? That means if you, you, like, if you example, bought $1,000 worth of Bitcoin and it went up to $1,100 hours but you didn't sell it, then it's not on your tax return <laughs> until you... <laughs> until you <laughs> Close your position out. A lot of people are. Everyone here in the United States are immigrant families. A lot of people have foreign bank accounts in India or wherever, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's it's legal to do that. You just have to report it. But sometimes, like in the Indian currency, the currency goes down fourteen, fifteen percent, and they go, "I would like to take that deduction." You can't until you close the position out.
0: So I've got uh, I've got uh, other side of that. A that sounds like (laughs) uh, the (laughs) when you go uh well went up to 1100 you know it's to me that sounds like the guy how do how was the poker game well dude i was up yeah <laughs> and then i, I,
1: I and then i uh, kept playing I, and uh, went out. Uh, like
0: or every nothing. vegas trip the guy will tell you how much he made to oh dude i was on a roll and then You know, John came over, he cooled the table down, and fucking lost $5,000. Yeah, I I got friends like that.
1: makes me want to beat my head against the table. It's every friend. (laughs) It's
0: everybody. Uh, And if you're not saying it out loud, you're thinking in your head. Oh, I say it to their face. So the other side of that is we pay a lot of freelancers here. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to independently contract as many. We're an S-Corp with a holdings company, um, and with feeder LLCs eventually. That's the idea, is to run like that. Oops. We're still recording, I it says. still recording. I don't know. Um, I'm right going to keep going. We're right at
1: an hour anyways. But So
0: um, we, that's how we're set up, and I got my accountant and, and attorney together to help <laughs> walk me through all of that because here's the thing. Uh, the lesson I have for people trying to do their own business, especially if it's kind of soft skills like ours, is you really need to get on the same page with legal and accounting because the, they're so intertwined. That you need to make sure that one hand does the other, and now I got them together, and they're kind of referral partners, and they they help each other, which is awesome for me it 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 raises a comfortability level a trust a trust level too uh, I would say I pay freelancers, independent contractors I don't want to hire anybody until we have to um, but uh we pay them in Bitcoin, and I don't know how, how to. That's There's marketplaces that only take it or people that you use that take it. I'm not sure how to uh, declare that because I did an extension on my business taxes. Um, but is that an issue paying in Bitcoin? And say you pay employees that way eventually – full-time
2: well that's cutting-edge I mean I, I, I'm sure the IRS has regulations on that but the, the first thing you need to know is that if you pay an independent contractor over $600 a year you have a reporting requirement to yeah, report yeah, yeah. that So mm-hmm. so first thing you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to convert that Bitcoin what was that worth in US dollars oh Christ that becomes a trend to go back in time uh, yeah, and just uh, becomes a translation matter right there um, and, we, you know, that's going to be a very technical process. I mean, there's like 21 common law tests whether the person was an employee or not. But really on a practical basis for a small business, it's going to be the reporting problems at the end of the year. Should I have sent that person to 1099? Should I have sent them a W-2? And that can be uh, you're going down the
0: wrong avenue real quick. I can't even get the person. Like, it's, it's done in a marketplace that's it's technically anonymous. Some, some of the stuff is anonymous work. Uh-huh. That's being done as a deliverable for us because it's, it's digital. They don't want, some of them don't want to uh, have their information out there, but they have a pseudonym, username on like uh-huh. Upwork or something, right? They make a fake kind of profile. It's them. They're doing the work. I'm paying them like I would any independent contractor that's physically in here report. But, but
2: the payor is going to have certain obligations to to report that to the IRS.
0: Yeah, that's on them. And no, may- that's on you. Uh, that's on well, you, no, buddy. I mean, I'll I'll declare everything. I go super no, conservative. But you have to
2: report and January that, that every one of these people got paid certain amounts.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, dude, I do meeting minutes. I've got I've yeah. got the book over there to that uh my attorney and. CPA told me
1: to get the. <laughs> you are just pointing at a bookshelf. We don't know which one you're it's. It's
0: uh, all the way at the right okay, on yeah, that shelf. Um, to find out. Okay. I'll show uh, one of those books. One of those really boring books where you have to keep meeting minutes and you have to keep all this n- nerd stuff to be an escort. Right. Um,
2: well, I know we're running out of time, but we, you know, we just scraped the surface. But I, I would like to give you an idea for another podcast at some point in time. Give it, especially with you know type of business year end. This is like really? leaving, leaving your sweater behind
0: to come back Sales. and up. Yeah,
2: toothbrush. <laughs> I think sales, on there. sales tax, okay, and how you report and how you collect sales tax in every state. So if you guys are doing things in Georgia or Oklahoma, uh-huh. there may be different rules, and you would still be subject to some sort of reporting out there. There is a lot of tax issues, not only in sales tax but income tax for we say an internet type business and it's cutting edge stuff i mean it, it really hasn't been determined yet it's in the supreme court right now but i think you could have a whole topic and a whole hour on on Sur- what yeah. to think about so this.
0: services uh not taxed um and uh not sales tax in florida if the contract for us because we're a client contract i i'm, I'm your area, I think that's more e-commerce mm-hmm. product-based is where it gets really tricky, right? Tangible items. Right, right, right. Our, a service-based like ours, uh, if you're a graphic designer and stuff like that, not as big of a deal because our contracts are wherever the state's located in the contract, right? Um, but yeah, that is interesting. On the I've been on the e-commerce side with that, and it can get
2: a little tricky. It can get real tricky. We haven't even seen it start yet.
0: Yeah. Especially
2: yeah. now with the revenue crunch the states are going to have. And where gonna, are you technically located? They're coming after you. Yeah. You have a business nexus. That's a whole, we could have an hour topic of that.
0: Yeah. If I have a VPN that's located in
2: Denver. All right <laughs> Or let's supposing that, you know, this is all e-commerce and you send it over the internet, but then you send them a copy on a CD.
1: Yeah, we went through that with DVD. A
2: Did you just not video. convert that to a tangible product right now? Now the state of Florida is pretty much we've been through those tax fights already. I, I was involved in that, by the way, um, hmm. and and they've rolled that just a nominal amount sending out that isn't subject to the tax. But that doesn't mean that Georgia or Pennsylvania has different rules, right? They're your
1: states, people, and you could yeah. be you
2: could have them coming after you, and all of a sudden you're barred from doing business in Pennsylvania. And I was never in, but in Pennsylvania. Hmm. So there's a lot of state tax issues if you're running a national business and, and and over the internet to the different states. It's a fascinating topic.
0: I I had a client, the Gayly Grind. We made an e-commerce store for six million unique viewers visitors a month, and when uh, I was going over that with him because he wanted to sell some, uh, not so. Uh, <laughs>
1: Did you say gay? Gayly the, the
0: Gayly Grind. A gay. It's a gay blog. Ah, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I've never shown you that. And, and you wanted to make an e-commerce store. Guess what was on there? Um, so I appreciate you coming no. on. <laughs> my pleasure. That's uh, really fun. That's and if
1: anybody's looking for a good accountant, Scott Nelson. You got Nelson yeah. McKay, Do you have anything CPA. to plug, like uh,
0: website or
2: info or any of that email? Well, I do. He's going to read think, off of his business I think professionally card. I'm supposed to tell you this. And The name of our company is Nelson McKay CPAs. We've been in business for 36 years. Our address is 5422 Base Center Drive. Suite 130, Tampa, Florida, and uh, our telephone number is 286-7946. Before acting on any of our discussions today, please talk to your tax advisor and and try to implement it in your own personal situation.
0: Yeah, this is an entertainment show uh, masked with information, but legally- we can't advise or something like that. I don't know. We need a disclaimer at the top of the show. But uh, I appreciate you coming well, on. Thank something.
2: you. This was entertaining for me. Yeah.
0: And uh, t- say what up to Rich McKay for me, your partner. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll exit on a little Simple Man again.
1: Mm-hmm.